Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Oops. Okay. Hello and welcome to Brexit, the final countdown. We're back after a very weird weekend in British politics. Um, I'm joined by some of the greatest minds in podcasting. Uh, I've got the head of news, Paul Baldwin. Hello. Uh, I've got our news editor, Thomas Hunt. Hello. And our man in Brussels, Joe Barnes. Hello. 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 I'm Rebecca Hudson. And here's just a reminder of what we're counting down to. The 31st of October, when we when we will be out, what was the quote from Boris today? Whether I... Do or die. Do or die. Uh, we'll be out in... is 127 days away. Uh, the 23rd of July, when we get a new Prime Minister, is just 27 days away. Um, and in that same week, we also get a new leader of the Lib Dems. Wow. Yeah, which might be more significant than the room would have me believe. Uh, we're also 69 days away from the 3rd of September, which is the latest date a confidence vote could be held in the Commons to block a no-deal Brexit. Okay. Just a few things to keep you, okay. to keep you, to mull over. Uh, we've got lots to discuss, so let's do this. Right. Okay. We have to talk about the cat. I know we're a bit later than everyone else, but we have to talk about Carrie and Boris. Uh, what a bloody weird weekend. Uh, so the police are called to her luxurious Camberwell flat in the early hours of Saturday morning after neighbours were alarmed by screaming and shouting and yeah, do you remember smashing we were, of plates. Um, we were talking about um, apples, which is Boris's nickname. Uh, for his lady friend yeah. uh, last week and I said don't get too attached because I think it might be peaches in a couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was quite a prescient uh, thought I mean, what you don't think they're together anymore after uh, that very convincing photo well are they together or are they together uh, for PR reasons who knows okay. um, so super weird it was bizarre wasn't it so then the neighbours who were alarmed called the police the police say that there was nothing to be concerned about. And then in the interest of the public, in public interest, as I think is actually known, uh, the neighbours provided the audio of the argument to the Guardian newspaper. And it hasn't been released. No one's heard it, which is incredible, actually, in I this think day that and is, age. that is a really telling thing, isn't it? Because as a news editor, if somebody came to me with that audio, I would get it legal straight away. And then I'd get it up on the site for our readers to listen to straight with away. With a pre-roll in front of it. Um, um, yeah, super weird. Uh, what do we think? Does it matter? D- d- do these kind of domestic instances where, you know, potentially they're having these sort of screaming rows, police being called, it's not normal and we certainly shouldn't normalise that as a relationship. Does this matter to anyone? <laughs> it. We we have had the whole campaign talk about it. We've. I think Boris has changed his tax somewhat this week because of it coming out at the weekend. He's mm-hmm. just put Ian Duncan Smith in charge of his campaign, which you can make of what you will. But uh, the it's it probably uh, their whole line is it's private. He's refused to answer a question about it twenty six times yesterday. There's, there's right? also the thing that we, we all now assume that somehow we were in that room and know exactly what was going on. If indeed anything did go on, well, something did go on because the neighbours called the police. There's a recording and the police turned up. 
have we heard the recording? No, we haven't. Can we hear it, please? And also, even even then, how do you know? I mean, has, uh, can anyone in their hand? Uh, can anyone in this, in this room put their hand up and say, "Never had a row with my girlfriend, stroke partner." No, I'm not seeing a lot of hands, right? Okay, so I was just it's, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what what went on, what led up to it, who was drunk, who wasn't drunk. It, it's a, it, we're assuming a lot of things here, and because some creepy guy. Record, put a tape recorder against a wall, or a concerned neighbour, <laughs> or or a creepy guy, depending on. Have you? Ever I think done if that? I was if I was having an argument with someone and I was screaming to for them to go for me, I'd be grateful if my neighbour intervened. If, if that is true, we haven't heard okay. the recording. The, the, the neighbour. That's a, There's a lot of allegations here, which which doesn't seem to be a huge amount of evidence for until we hear it. So come on, Guardian, let's hear it. The calling the police bit, I agree with. Yeah, there was something going on. They were worried. Fair enough. I don't understand the... Once the police have come to you and said, oh, we've investigated, there's not a problem. The police have said, there's nothing going on here. There's nothing then to, to have recorded... I mean, if you record it for the police to listen to... Well, yeah, because they, they'd obviously stopped rowing, hadn't they? It wasn't like they then, recorded yeah, it for the police. Then, that, yeah. then, yeah, by all means. Then to send the recording to the Guardian, you know what you're trying to do then. And I think... It, I mean, I actually... I did think about it. I was trying to work out whether... Do you... If, if you are, as it turned out... and a Remainer, mm. and you're sitting there thinking this man could theoretically cause no deal Brexit. Do you? It, I, I could understand trying to weigh up. Oh my you god, felt you've turned who's need. that? Who you've turned into Alison Pearson? What? That's who you've become, and that <laughs> no, 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 no. The argument, so, no, no, no that's and hounding, no, hounding people like they, so. Then those poor neighbors who were just concerned about a neighbor now get hounded all weekend, have. You know their voting records published and splashed across the double page spreads of various. If you, if you report, they, they didn't just as a concerned neighbour. You're entitled to call the police and the police go around and check. What you're not entitled to do and just remain a concerned neighbour and not make a political statement is go to the Guardian. What happens if they'd given it then to the Telegraph? The ring, would it I'm have afraid. been? Would it have, would just, if they'd given it to a pro Boris? No, paper? it's it's to any doesn't matter to, to the newspaper. He's somebody. He's running to be prime minister. And you don't think it's in the public interest that we would know that he's having these? Yes, it is. Kind, no, these kinds of there's two different arguments. Obviously, arguments as journalists, are escalating in his house. Obviously, as journalists, we're happy that this has come out because. But we we're not journalists for the benefit. We're being on. punters. In, but in, in terms of if you are the neighbour, if I'm listening in on my neighbour. And I hear that, and Which the police is tell creepy me. Creepy, just saying that, by the way. No, it's <laughs> Never not. Mind actually it, doing it saves it. people's lives. <laughs> and the, doing the, what they did, it saves women's yeah. lives. And so, so the police—that's the calling the police, calling the Guardian—doesn't save any women's lives. No, but it does. It does make the public aware that someone who's running for the highest office in our land, that, um, you know, has got this kind of. But that's where, like, would we chaotic domestic situation and isn't and is refusing to comment on it? I think there is an argument for this. But again, so, you're saying he's got a chaotic domestic situation. The police went round. The police being nothing. called is 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 you know is not normal, well, and we shouldn't normalise that kind of you know. You've all had arguments with your spouses. I thought you don't have one um, <laughs> on Friday. Um, I'm sure you've had them, but I don't think you've ever had the police called and you've never smashed anything. And I'm sure you've never been. Oh, I mean, I'm looking at you. I don't know. Um, that wasn't really the point, but but really, do you think this is? is I've had this... something smashed on me. Well, probably rightly so. I wish I could do it now. Um, do you, is it going to lose in votes? Like, do, you know, do the 160,000 Tory voters um, do they care? Take away the the wrongs and rights of. I don't. Uh, I don't think they do. I think they're looking at Brexit. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, they're looking. At, they're looking absolutely at Brexit. Nothing else matters. The NHS doesn't matter. Business doesn't matter. It's his more his character. Again, we spoke about, about it last Brexit. week, but you don't think that the character question is the, that there I, is a question. Joe I disagree will come to you. slightly in that I think if we had if you had to make a 
a quick bio of the average Tory member who's mm. going to vote, I think they are probably slightly prudish. Yeah, people okay. In the nicest possible way. And I think the I think they then would look at this and think slightly, ooh, that's not a great look. It's not a but great look. Yeah. I do think they because Bor- and I think that's why Boris has maybe changed slightly this week and did a series of interviews yesterday. Well, so yeah, out. so yesterday we, I mean, enter stage right, Boris Johnson, and couldn't move for him, could you? What do you do? So you do Koonsberg on Monday evening, the sit down interview, then we had LBC, and then he was just absolutely and then on talk everywhere. Radio. And then talk radio, and then, you know, walking, walking, walking everywhere. Uh, yeah. The new Rory Stewart. He, he does seem a slightly uh, uh, changed Boris, I think. He's obviously been carefully managed in the way I don't think he has been before. Um, and I'm not sure this is a good thing, actually. But anyway, he is. But um, I, I, th- I agree with Tom. I think the, um, uh, the well, look at it like this. For the, for the rank and file, um, you have three options to get Britain um, out of Europe. You've basically got um, Jeremy Hunt, who's a Remainer, Boris, who's a loose cannon, as we know, but it's Boris, or um, Jeremy Corbyn as the other, other possible third option. And if you look at those three, there's only one with even half a chance of getting us out, isn't there? Mm, bad game of snog, marry, yeah. and avoid. Yeah, it is, it really is. Um, hi, that's quite quite a sad state of affairs, isn't it? That we are happy to kind of jeopardise basic decency uh, in in the face of Brexit. It feels a bit Trumpian. Well, it's just locker room chat. I, I just I, I think it's difficult and and too easy to jump to massive conclusions. If you go on the internet, you'll find that Winston Churchill's a massive racist. A massive wife beater and a massive sexist, um, uh, also and uh, an anti-Semite, and he was none of these things. But if you take little tiny bits of, of of what he said out of context and that sort of thing, you can say anything. And I just don't think we know enough about this situation to draw massive conclusions. We know enough about Boris to draw massive conclusions about Boris, just not on this particular subject. Mm. He's not a man who's hidden his his light under a bushel. But won't, te- but won't tell us what happened or when the when the photographs were taken. But you're right. The right. the photograph in the cornfield. Yeah. Oh, the, I'm the first one to say that's the most ridiculous PR stunt I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean his it, hair. It should be a, his a, hair. Yeah. It should be an advert for Pantene or something. Shouldn't and it? the lady <laughs> whose garden has tweeted the picture today, didn't well, she? Yeah. Or, or she, is she? What? She's just said she was scared yesterday because she thought they might have been hanging out in her garden. But I think they were. <laughs> I think they were two different. Well, just the very there was, similar there was two looking. very different. Lots of grass. Yeah. Everything, just, everything's overgrown. She just woke up and found. Boris sat at the bottom of the garden with, with Carrie. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I but that hope, might I have been Carrie's that okay. might have been a Carrie move. There's a suggestion that it was a Carrie move, wasn't it? Because she's she's a she's a fierce comms lady. She is, yeah. Um, um, a woman to be reckoned with. That's another thing. That's um, you know, nobody's fool. No. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's nice. That's the nicest thing you've said all podcast. Um, okay, so we so Boris is back, and what do we know about a Boris Brexit? What do we know? What have we learned? Uh, well, it's do or die, isn't it? Do um, or who did he say do or die to? Is that the Telegraph? Uh, no, it's um, LBC, I think, wasn't it? Uh, okay, um, okay. Without adding the extra bit of the the, the line that that falls into, which is into the valley of death, road the six hundred. <laughs> the Rory Stewart uh, <laughs> pointed out. It is from you know. It's from the. Um, he he said do or die, and we can say obviously taken as a phrase. It sounds very much deal or no deal. No deal. Yeah, yeah. but. When he was then pressed, does this mean that you would resign the day after if we don't leave? Yeah. He sort of just said. Oh, no, but he's now clarified that today. He said he will. He said, if, if we're not out on November the 1st, um, I'm off. 
You get a new prime minister. Oh God. Yeah. New. <laughs> he and I think he he tried. They tried to pin him down on a few things, and I think if if we're being completely honest, the advice he's probably been given is try and say as little as possible about Brexit because the last thing he wants to do is get himself in a Theresa May situation where he is completely boxed in mm-hmm. by thick red lines. We've and obviously taken a, a, a long, hard look at the brilliant Labour strategy for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> say as little as you possibly can about Brexit. I don't Jeremy. know if it's working for them anymore, though, is it? Whereas know. look at the Lib Dems who have no been, who've been no very clear really about their Brexit about, position. No but, one's really talked about the Labour Party for weeks of it um, we've I mean, been we completely try. distracted yeah. they, they, there was a YouGov poll today which uh-huh. came out and had the Tories on 22% the Brexit party on 22% Labour on 20% and Lib Dems on 19% Jeez so Louise. if you look I mean yeah, yeah. Well, but if you're going to vote on Brexit policy you're going to vote and you're a Remainer the, the Lib Dems are who you're going to vote for they've, they've been unequivocal in their opposition to Brexit since the beginning they've got a really clear position so which, which is what Labour for the last they seem to have been yeah. locked in a shadow cabinet I'm trying to figure it out because obviously then and, if yeah. they came out as a Remainer uh, with a Remain option you'd be more inclined to vote Labour but they know they, they know they can't because a lot of the constituencies are really yeah. hardline Brexiteer constituencies, particularly in the north, and they just don't lose that mm. heartland. So saying nothing has been their policy. Not having a policy has been their policy. And I think, and to bring it back to Boris, I think the the not having him not talking about it. Mm. He was pressed yesterday, and uh, I know we did that. Or there are a whole host of people have done the joke where he was talking about his hobbies. And mm. actually, if you if you take away the... What did he say if you take that away? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what you, you're left with is something that makes absolutely no sense What about painting, p- painting wine boxes? The people yeah. on the bus yeah, having indeed. a nice time. Yeah, yeah. But, that was completely bombing. And I think the same with the with Brexit at the moment. Nick Ferrari tried again and mm. again to, to say to him, what are you going to do if the Tory rebels move and don't vote with you? Like, you do not have the... Yeah the majority in parliament and he turned around and he kept saying well the party is staring defeat in the face all Tory MPs realize this and they'll come around pretty much said they'll come around mm. at the end of the day that is I mean that means nothing to but importantly and I think the Boris camp would say importantly it means nothing to the EU either right. I think we we sort of a long period of the Theresa May Brexit years were us openly going back and forth, her saying what she wanted, and then the EU listening in on every single word yeah. and probably mm. being yeah, able yeah, then, yeah. when they met up and they were at the, across from each other at the table, being able to say, no chance. <laughs> we know exactly what you've come here to yeah, say. Absolutely. And I think Boris, well, I'd like to think that he has a curveball up his sleeve or he's got some actual plan. I mean, I don't know if I'm giving too much credit. To no, the... I, think you may, I don't <laughs> think for a second that Boris would have a, one qualm about proroguing Parliament. Uh, the man's, uh, just in case you haven't looked up that word in a dictionary, which I had to, that means they um, telling Parliament to sell off, basically, and the Prime Minister do what they want to do, which hasn't really happened since the Civil War, but um, is very likely to happen in the next few months. And uh, uh, Boris is, I mean, uh, would be very, no one would be hugely surprised if he said, well, I'm doing this anyway. And what, you know, the political fallout from that would be just <laughs> unbelievable. But he, he has the, uh, the the sort of legal implements to do that, should he want to. I don't, he does, but 
I can't see like any. I think that is the end of the Tory party. If you're seen, if if all you have to say to people is, well, he might become a dictator and take con- complete control. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's really finally very, become the king of the world. It's not a very difficult, the Tory party. Yeah, difficult message to put on billboards if you just say, um, the last time they were in charge, they just <laughs> ignored everyone and yes, completely it, it, took. It, but it is a it is a sentiment that in the comments section of our Brexit articles at the moment, express readers are in phrasing it as state of emergency, but are calling for that to be the, the process because they see it as the only way at the moment that br- the Brexit... I, th- I think state of emergency is, mm-hmm. is uh, pretty much on the money, to be honest. Um, if whoever, whether it's um, Hunt or Boris, um, becomes Prime Minister in the back end of July, they've got three months to do what Theresa May couldn't do in three years. And it is a state yeah. of emergency. Yeah. Well, this, so that nicely, that brings us on to Hunt nicely. It's obviously he's disagrees on the 31st of October as the deadline he called it a fake deadline because it's more likely to trip us into a general election um, and therefore a Corbyn government than it would be to actually deliver Brexit. Um, for kind of talking to the 160,000 people who are making this decision, do you, is it Boris's rhetoric around do or die, blah, 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 that will win when they start balloting? Or do you think kind of this slightly more sensible or uh, I don't know what you'd want to call it, reasoned it, approach from Hunt? I think there works? needs to be a... Boris Johnson's scandal announced. There was one on day, Friday. <laughs> almost every day between now and yeah. when they vote in order. Because the, mm. the simple, the only message Boris or anyone from his camp needs to say is Jeremy Hunt is Theresa May 2.0. She, yeah, she, he, absolutely. His message last night, he said again about, oh, we, we do have to think about the 52%, but yeah. we also have to think about the, the 48%. 48%. Which has not it's been, the right thing to do. But the but, argument um, all along has been that was Theresa May's issue. Yeah. She didn't just say, actually, the majority voted for this, so we're going to... Brexit be. for Brexit is. She tried to pick, and I th- that is the part that mm. you you just back yourself yeah. right into a corner. How do you think he's been sort of doing generally on the campaign trail? I mean, he has, he's been everywhere. Did you see any of his... Uh, you love Twitter, don't you, Paul? Did you see his hashtag Bojo No Show I Q&A did, I last did. night? I, Very I, I funny. Was, I was lured into... Uh, yeah, I was told that he'd... he'd um, Tweeted some hilarious tweets. They were lols. They were so not funny. <laughs> Are you kidding? The Ger- I thought the the, um, the leather trousers gag was a real, was a nod to Burberry fashion. Your favourite? I, I don't. I don't think he uh, needs to give up his day job anytime soon. Oh. I don't think there's a, a slot on the stand-up circuit for Jeremy just yet. <laughs> oh, great shame! But I mean, you, you, he's. I mean, he's been everywhere, hasn't he? he? Well, Twenty-one thousand tweets last he's, night. He's worked hard How and he's many... made a lot of friends. I think. Twenty-one thousand. Twenty-one thousand yeah. tweets last night. That he yeah. didn't do. It, it <laughs> oh, right. no, he's not say. a Russian was, bot. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang on. What was it? How, he's done thirty-two interviews, obviously, to Boris, and, and was up for the Sky, the Sky debate that Boris but was again. Uh, right. Couldn't he, make. Yes, he's, he's done. He's done very well. He's made a lot of friends, and I think a lot of people have been quite impressed. But the Tory rank and file, the heartland of the Tory party, will be voting to leave the EU and there's only one person in that two horse race that wants unequivocally whether mm. we can do it or not is a matter of neither here nor there who unequivocally wants to leave the EU on Halloween and it's Boris and that's why Boris will win the ghoul show <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. Joe what how are our friends in Europe sort of receiving all this what do they think about the the Carrie Bojo bust up so in the kind of the bell the Brussels corridor to power um, Carrie Simmons doesn't feature because Brussels bureaucrats aren't interested in celebrity or personality. What they deal with is policy. It's a really quite dull outlook, but that's just how they <laughs> how they roll over here. Okay, yeah. Is, um, 
it's 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 not a place to come if you're looking for kind of the glamorous celebrity lifestyle. You're better off in kind of Chelsea. So, or what are they Canberra. thinking about the campaigning? Um, so Boris, they see as the clear winner, and kind of everything they're working towards uh, publicly, anyway, is a Boris Johnson premiership. What do you think, Joe? About um, I mean, there's this kind of even Boris was saying that um, what what is going to solve Brexit is positive energy and uh, creative ambiguity, I think was one of his other phrases. Is is there a sense that he could, just by force of personality, come in and change, move the goalposts? Or are we all barking up there, the wrong there, tree here? No, no, there, there, there has previously been suggestions that Boris Johnson would be awarded kind of more concessions than Theresa May because they trust him to sell it to Parliament. They, they they kind of say, you need a snake oil salesman to sell snake oil. Okay. And they, they see Boris as the man to do that. But his kind of recent forays into the media haven't kind of chilled anyone with confidence here because what they want is a clear plan. As I said, they do policy, not personality. Yeah. Um, so kind of utter nonsense, utter rubbish are a few of the words that were kind of text to me when Boris's interviews have been coming out. Um, one person texted me, I hope Boris knows what he's going on about because none of us have a clue here. <laughs> which, was that when he was which is a, referring to parts of the World Trade Organization deal that don't really yeah, work? That, what, Gaps that, 24 that, that we yeah. debunked on this podcast last week. We, everyone goes on about the 39 billion uh, divorce settlement, which is a lot of money. But the EU sells 46 billion pounds of the cars to Britain every year. And if we end up with a, well, a WTO agreement, they won't sell another car in this country for 10, 20 years because they'll get 25% tax slapped on straight away. So they, they, it is in their interest to come to the table just as much as it is in our interest to come to the table. And, and, and they're right, and they, they, will, they will do a lot to a, avoid a no deal, but reopening the, the withdrawal agreement is not in their, kind of what they see as in their interest, because as soon as you start becoming a weak negotiating partner, suddenly they're trying to strike a deal with Donald Trump. Um, they've got all the whole Swiss row going on at the moment. So as soon as they budge on one of those elements... That is the first sign of weakness, and everyone will pounce on them. So that's their kind of attitude towards it. The, and they the, consider themselves ready for a no deal. I, I think the, the essential problem remains that they, you're right, they cannot be seen to weaken at all or give Britain any cut any slack at all, because it, it will become a blueprint for every other country who wants to either leave the block or, um, or certainly improve their position within the block. Right. So it's in, no, it's in that, the easy uh, interest uh, that, to be horrible to us, basically. Yeah, no, exactly. That is that is the point, and it, it happens with Britain as well. We've got to, we've been seen as a pushover in Brussels, and that's why Donald Trump's come over here, come over to Britain, and gone. Oh, we'll do a deal with you because he sees Britain as an easy touch. Yeah, right. So that's we 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 kind of maybe missed that point, and that is why the EU won't budge is because of that. But what they will do is they will offer further assurances. They'll come and outline the temporary nature of the backstop. They might even add a time time limit in all but name. But what they want from Boris is they want a plan from him that shows he has a common majority for that plan. Okay, without proroguing. To actually get it through Without proroguing. Okay. Yeah, actually getting the deal across the table. Okay. Okay, so there's another very sexy election going on, isn't there? Well, not even really an election. There's another exciting leadership yeah, that's, contest. Is it that's the issue. Yeah, that's, quite. There's yeah. a lack of election, but a very sexy leadership. Well, I guess we, you could suggest ours wasn't even an election. Um, happening in Brussels, isn't there, Joe? These top jobs um, are still up for grabs. Macron and Merkel, who were once kind of such a cute kind of power duo, are, are in, a, in a nutshell, Joe, this is the top jobs in Europe 
being picked by a small coterie of people. God, imagine that That's happening. That's right, yeah? Um, is that roughly uh, where we absolutely. are? Absolutely. So the whole concept is apparently jobs the EU28 go yeah. around... Yeah, jobs, it's jobs for the boys. Well, and the girls in this case, because they do want to Indeed. avoid yeah. at least yeah. one woman to one of the top jobs. Yeah. Um, but no, the point, the point is, it, at the end of the day, the decision-making is done on an EU28. We'll narrow that down to 27, because Theresa May has promised to vote with the majority. Okay. Um, but then we take it down to even smaller circles, and essentially it is a contest versus Macron and Merkel of who picks the next commission president, the council president, and the parliament president picks itself through the parliament, but they're not very important anyway. So, so, so the most powerful countries basically appoint the most powerful positions, and that's why we are all still a bit suspicious of the EU, because <laughs> it doesn't sound awfully democratic, that to me. It's essentially a backroom stitch-up, and the story goes Emmanuel Macron didn't like the favoured candidate of Angela Merkel, who's Manfred Weber. Yeah. So he is essentially being rubbish. He's a bit right wing, Weber, right? If I'm right. Um, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a CD, CDU, Christian Democrat, uh, tight, uh, German, but he's got no political experience outside of being an MEP. So that's why they see it. uh, it's a big time for the EU. They've got Brexit, they've got Trump, they've got China, Russia. They want someone with vast experience and who can command a room and so on and such. But so back to our kind of power grab between Merkel and Macron. Macron doesn't like doesn't like the candidate of Weber, so he says, I need someone else. The name to come forward, uh, Michel Barnier, and I spotted him in the street, in the, outside a well-known uh, pub uh, near the commission yesterday, and he was meeting with uh, Emmanuel Macron's top man in Brussels, Clement Bone. Um, so I instantly got on the phone to people and was like, oh, why is this happening? But they've essentially been stitching a deal up between Berlin and Paris all week since last week's summit, that basically says the European People's Party will get the Commission presidency, but it can't be Weber. So, Michel Barnier is the name that people can get behind. And it looks like uh, next Sunday's summit, or this Sunday, um, he will be crowned or appointed as the Commission president without a democratic vote in sight. Yeah. Oh my God, um, that is outrageous. With a handful, a handful yeah. of leaders kind of making the decision. Yeah. I, I think that's... that's I, 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 said it before but you know that's why we're all a little bit suspicious of the eu i think isn't it it, it just feels wrong in the you know yeah. as we approach the third decade of the 21st century that a bunch of mates can pick their own mates to have yeah. the most powerful positions in europe basically no but that, that is that is the exact the exact point is a complete backroom stitch up so they had the idea of spitzing candidate which was mandra waiver for the edp um, which was meant to elect the party's lead candidate with the most seats in the European Parliament. Kind of meant to be democratic, not really democratic, because that was also kind of picked, they picked their candidate in a vote of party members. So, um, But that's all the democracy has been wiped out of it. Manfred Weber's crying death to democracy. He's basically trying to shout uh, Emmanuel Macron as much as possible through the media. But at the end of the day, Macron's gone. Well... At the end, the leaders choose. Who's your, who's your prediction? Um, as of last night, uh, I think Emmanuel Macron has kind of got his way and Michel Barnier is going to be the EPP's next candidate to go forward. Um, leaders will speak about speak about him on Sunday and I can't see any reason why they wouldn't say he gets a thumbs up because they think he's handled Brexit fantastically. Am I, am I right in thinking that it, it was Barnier and Juncker the last time this came up? 
what didn't it come down to weren't they the final two pretty much so they 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 both were vying for the final two to become the EPP's Spitzen candidate, which Juncker won. Um, but look, last time it was pretty much Juncker, Juncker, Juncker. Um, we had a bit of kind of calls from the English, the British. David Cameron at the time didn't particularly like him. Um, so there seems to be a lot of stories emerging in the British press about Juncker's drinking habits. Um, but at the end of the day, kind of, they all, more countries than not, backed Juncker for the presidency. And they went with him. So it's, it's basically a qualified majority. What 20, is, the, what is the reason for not just having a simple election? Election, exactly. Is that because surely, surely someone is complaining, someone is against it at some point. Otherwise, that just seems the obvious way forward. But the, the European Commission, while it claims itself is political, is essentially the civil service. So that is why they never say. Well, it's the civil we service with the body. most powerful person in the EU. At the head yes, of it. that that is correct. But that is their thinking is that it's a civil service, it's officials. The democracy is done in Parliament. Joe, quick one for you: Are we are we having a no deal Brexit? Like I've always said. I spoke to someone yesterday, and they said the easiest option to put Brexit over the get get Brexit done now is for both sides just to walk away and say no deal, have a few weeks apart, and then try and come back and strike up a deal. But what that will involve, and I've said it a few times uh, over the last few weeks, that Britain will have to pay the divorce bill, it will have to implement the backstop or something very similar, and it will have to guarantee citizens' rights. So essentially, you have to to come back to the negotiating table with Brussels, you have to, the British government will have to accept and push through the three main pillars of Theresa May's withdrawal deal anyway. <laughs> In a week's time, where will we be? Will we have another? Will we have another scandal-ridden weekend where, you know, we're hounding concerned members of the public about their voting preferences? Uh, will we be doing more Twitter "Ask Me Anything"s because they're very funny? <laughs> will we get a Labour cop policy on Brexit? Well, that, the Labour Party policy on Brexit, I think we can definitely rule out. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I think well, uh, another scandal about Boris, we can definitely rule in. Or just another there, rubbish there answer. Is, there is rumour today that Tom Watson is. Banding, getting together a Remainer Labour MPs to okay. f- try and force the, the, the hand because I think they Corbyn said he changed his mind hasn't, hasn't changed his and mind and McDonnell has got like loads of them are coming out and even like John McDonnell's been pretty explicit yeah. now about his preferences I think so yeah I come think, on I think we could be seeing some because Read I mean I don't think we'll go as far as they'll be calling Corbyn to stand down but no I, I do think he will be forced to come out with a clear position we will, yeah oh that's a shame for the Lib Dems because they're just really getting into their groove weren't they then they'll just lose all well they'll just lose all that momentum that's a great shame not that kind of momentum obviously no, no 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 they still <laughs> they're still going and um, Paul where do you think we'll be I think we'll be uh preparing for a no deal Brexit I think yeah. people will be getting their heads around start stop stop this is stop point, is stop gonna piling. happen um and we we've um we were looking at um one of the an MP who may or may not be Boris's um, uh, <coughs> Brexit minister, um, who shall remain nameless at this point, I think. Um, but his his sort of plan for uh, an, a No Deal Brexit uh, has been pushed towards, and um, it looks very it looks very achievable, rocky but achievable. It's very old fashioned Tory kind of Adam Smith free trade agreement, and it's all about. 
we're not begging the EU for this. We're saying you can trade with us or you can't. Uh, but obviously, it's in both our interests to do so. So let's get around the table and sort of start again, really. Um, we have to trade with each other somehow. And um, as I looked at the figures this morning, the EU has more to lose than we do in terms of trade. They have, um, I think it's about 57 billion euro um, um, deficit if they um, stop trading with us, right? Um, and it, it all looked, if it comes to that, at least it's a plan. It's something, it's a semblance of the beginnings of a plan. Gosh, you sound like no. a young Jeffrey Boycott, don't you? <laughs> Wasn't he marvellous this week? Gosh, well, what an, it's been an exciting week in Brexit. I feel like it's, we're really getting, getting our groove back, aren't we, gang? Um, thank you both for, well, all of you, in fact, for being here. It's been an honour and a privilege. Joe, thank you for your time. As always. Have a, have a lovely few afternoons in the pub. Seems to be where you spend most of your time. There's not a lot else to do in Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there Ta-da, shortly, Joe. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Brexit The Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.